All right. We're back with episode three of our secret podcast. Three of our secret podcast. It's turning out to not be so much of a secret because I keep telling more and more people about it. You keep telling. I'm not. Yeah. More people keep asking. And so I just keep letting them know, hey, we're doing this thing and you should check it out. I'm going to say it's a secret as long as we do not publish it on our social media. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just not ready for certain people to hear it. But Who are those people, Liz? We will talk about that in different episodes. That's funny. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome again. It is exciting to be back in the studio with the one and the only Elizabeth Clyde. Very excited, Liz. And I sound almost normal, I think. You do. I think I'm like 98% better at the being sick. The amount of mucinex that is in your body is unbelievable. How much drugs I have taken over the past eight days. Wow. Unbelievable. No, yeah. I did not go to the doctor, but I feel like I went to the pharmacy and bought NyQuil enough to equal a doctor visit. No, I think we made the right choice. It came down to either a, like an urgent care visit or just getting basically Mucinex DM from Walmart, which that was me decision. I yes. was proud of that. Well, because my sore throat turned into a lot of congestion. And so we went from DayQuil, NyQuil, all the teas to Mucinex DM. And so finally I feel... I am on the mend. On the mend. Thank goodness. Podcasters, you're getting to hear the almost normal voice of Elizabeth Clyde. But spoilers, it will always be a speech impediment, so I will never (laughs) sound the greatest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, what what mug are you drinking from today, Liz? Today we have Colorado. Oh, we have a lot of friends in Colorado. That's exciting. Where did this one come from? So this one came from Zariah, who got me it on a trip. I think she went on a ski trip to Colorado. Typical. Mm -hmm. Snow-covered mountains and whatnot. It has a goat on it. I'm a fan of this goat, actually. (laughs) That's cool. Well, um... This is probably going to be more or less our weekly rhythm, Liz, I think. Um, It's not Friday. We're recording this on a Sunday. But I think um, every Friday will probably be our normal recording and posting time. So we've had a little bit of time in between uh, recording the last podcast and this one. So maybe we can just do a really quick weekly recap of what we've been uh, learning or experiencing or something cool has happened that we want to celebrate with each other or really anything goes. Yeah. So just being a little under the weather, I have used that to be ultimately the laziest. So the laziest. The laziest. So I <laughs> have been a couch potato this week, but I still, I've kept up with like dishes. I cleaned out yeah. the closets, donated a bag of clothes. A big garbage bag of clothes. Yes. Um, closet is still overflowing, but I just kind of vegged out because I knew starting tomorrow, I am going to be driving back and forth to Columbia for teacher training. And that's an hour and a half drive there. Gross. Hour and a half drive back. Twice a day for a week. Yeah. Tragic. So I decided not to stay the night because last year I stayed the night and I was just bored. So I knew this was coming. So I kind of gave that as an excuse to veg out even more. Mm. But then that resulted in me just feeling lethargic and unproductive. And then so I started feeling bad about myself. And (laughs) I'm spiraling. Yeah, it was like a spiral down. And I'm like, I need (laughs) I need structure and productivity in my life or I just go into dark spaces. I'm like, am I even pretty anymore? Gosh, (laughs) it got to that point because like. 
I'm going to be honest. If you don't leave the house, you don't really change clothes. Yeah. And you don't, you just don't. I mean, I was still like brushing my teeth, putting on deodorant, but shower every other day type deal. And mm, so I just I was could never. I was not feeling very pretty or attractive. So I'm ready for a routine. <laughs> routine is the best. I think you need those lazy times every now and then. Every now and then. Not the whole summer? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I would go insane. Uh, for me, um, feeling pretty good this week. I'm not going to lie. I am on day 11 of doing the 75 heart challenge again. Um, not telling really anybody. I think I've only told one other person besides you that I'm doing it. Um, which is cool. Shout out to him. He just actually finished this past uh, yesterday. It was his first day off. He completed it successfully. So I said, welcome to the Elite Club. Because it's pretty cool. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things uh, that you have to do when you, when you do the 75 hard challenge. And so, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty wild stuff. So um, day 11 today had me feeling pretty accomplished during the week. I'm, I've realized that I'm only like 20 pages away from finishing a book that I've been trying to finish for a long time. So that's exciting. Um, this program has me reading 10 pages a day, uh, non-negotiable, which is really great. Um, for me, it keeps that discipline, like you are saying, it keeps the structure and stuff. So that had me feeling mentally sharp and mentally really good. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty standard week, I would say. Got some things accomplished at work, uh, got some things accomplished at home, got some things cleaned up and, and tidied up and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Can't really complain. Nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I needed the affirmation. I'm an Enneagram 3, so... We just kept on staring at each other. I'm like, what do you want me to say? Good I'm job. I'm like Lady Gaga. I live for the applause. Okay. Well, um, hey, I want to translate... Translate. I want to transition. Okay. I want to segue, which I always thought was a really weird way to say transition, but people literally say it. But in my mind, I would always think of the actual segue that you would just lean forward on. Mm -hmm. move forward you know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. they're pretty cool they have them in some big cities and stuff thankfully we never had them in Charleston but I want to segue into kind of our main conversation today if that's okay Liz I want to talk about um, seasons and I think that a most of our life has been marked by seasons. And I don't want to sound really shallow when I say this, because a lot of times when people talk about seasons, it can get really surfacey and it can get really just vanilla and bland. And the seasons that we have experienced and that we've walked through with people have been anything but vanilla, I would say. Um, through years of leading small groups in a military town where, you know, we'd get new Navy nukes in every you know, so often and they would stay with us for a season and we would fall in love with them and we would spend holidays with them. We would celebrate with them. We would uh, cry with them. We'd pray with them. We'd live life with them only for them to just be picked up and transplanted over and stationed somewhere else. And that is a tough season. Um, but there's also been a lot of other seasons that we've walked through, um, both personally and, and ourselves. And I just kind of want to focus the conversation around that for the next like 30 minutes or so really just to walk through some of the seasons we have experienced and how we've dealt with those in a healthy, well, as healthy as we can, I guess 
not always healthy. Maybe sometimes we turn into couch potatoes, right? But um, yeah, I want, I want to kind of have a conversation on that. And I want you to share with us a season change that you've experienced and how you felt about it and how you dealt with it. And then I want to kind of jump into like one of mine. And I want us to really talk about that openly and, and don't hold back. Be honest with me. Like, let's process it. Let's hash it out. Let's figure out, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I felt. This is what people may feel. This is what they need to know through that whole process. So maybe kick us off and let us know. I don't know. Tell me about a season change that you had that was new or difficult that you had to walk through. Well, I don't really know about the difficulty. The first, when I think of season chains, my automatic thought goes to job transitioning. Okay. I've I've always said I've had like three different careers, uh, having a lot of different degrees, but going from, I would call myself the cake drifter. I worked for Piggly Wiggly <laughs> oh, Corporate. Yes, and yes. so okay. in case you guys didn't know, Piggly Wiggly is a Southern grocery store. Uh, the motto was get piggy with it. Yes, <sighs> it was very cute. And so I worked for the corporate and I would travel with them and like go to different bakeries to kind of make sure like their cakes, uh, if they were running, if one store was running behind, like one of their cake decorators were on maternity leave or if they just needed extra help. You tighten up the rope. Yeah, I would come in, kind of make sure that everything was to corporate standards. And I loved that job, but sadly, Piggly Wiggly downsized. Wow. And so with okay. that, so did my job. <laughs> Very Oof. sad. And then just working like different various baking jobs, uh, transitioning, working at the church that was in interesting season and I thought the church would be my dream job I thought that was going to be a lot of the, people think that mm-hmm, I thought that was going to be the job I'm always looking for the job I'm going to stay with for the rest of my life I don't know if that job exists the more job transitions I have the mm. job seasons I have but I thought that was going to be the job but then working and maybe it was a you problem you said to be honest but working so closely with you It was not my favorite because we had the same day. So when we got home from church, it's like, well, how was your day? I know exactly how your day went. But then even worse off than that, if someone um, corrected you at work, then my defensive wifiness (laughs) got, got in and I would get rubbed the wrong way a lot of the times because I'm like, Oh, he's great. What are you talking mm. about? So I think that was surprisingly working at the church was not the healthiest season for our marriage working together, which mm. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And then transitioning um, my season of working through the church, working at a university, I really did enjoy the work. I just didn't enjoy the politicalness. And so learning with any jobs is going to be politics. I feel like with any season change, you just kind of have to not make not make do with it, but you have to learn the whole new set of roles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Roles and roles. And you have to accept the fact that nothing is going to be perfect and nothing may be forever. Right. And so I love what your mom always said is bloom where you're planted. Mm, I love that too. And so now that I am in this new season of teaching where for the first time, like finances, I still can't believe teaching was a pay raise from Charleston Southern University 
mind blown to me. I have a great schedule. I enjoy what I do. Yes, like the administration and some of the like school politics is not the best. But mm. honestly, church politics was not the best either. So And Piggly Wiggly I, politics, to be I, fair. Like I, I there's really always enjoyed, I really enjoyed Piggly the Wiggly. Pig was it, wasn't it? The pig, oh <sighs> it was so good. I got paid for mileage. Um corporate like corporate loved me. <laughs> And I, you were the golden pig. I was. I'm just I just. I love the self-title I gave myself as Cake Drifter. Mm. It was just. It was a great. It was a great time, but it also didn't pay that great, surprisingly. Okay. Trade-offs. So, yeah, trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, but also didn't have a lot of responsibility. I went to work and I left because you can't take cake decorating home with you, which was nice. Uh, but you did. As a side hustle. Yes, but not like the job. <laughs> um, but even like just kind of understanding with seasons, it may not be forever. And to you can choose whether you want to muscle out the season and like kind of like go against the grain and grit your teeth and just bulldoze through it. Mm-hmm. Or you can just loosen up and be like, okay, this is the season I'm in. How do I make the most of it? How do I um, bloom where God has planted me? How do I show light and just kind of be fluid through this season? Because we all know if you tense up and you're like, I just think of like when you get into a car crash, when you tense up, Mm -hmm. when friction comes your way, you hurt more the tenser you are. Mm. So just kind of being like loose with it, letting stuff roll off your bat. That's good. And making the most of whatever season you may be. And new is scary. I was so afraid to start this news job. I've never taught before. I Your felt, current job, okay. Yes. Yeah. I felt like a fraud. I felt like I had imposter syndrome. Because you didn't go to school for teaching. No. Yeah. They literally pulled me from the streets. <laughs> Into a classroom. I'm like, are you sure you want me? And with knives? Yeah, with knives. Like, (laughs) these kids could die. And then, and yes, I'm good at cake decorating, but I've never had to teach what I know. Yeah. And so I never, I never felt like an expert in my field. So I didn't even feel qualified to teach culinary or to teach anything. And then you see all these kids and... Some of them have awful stories and right. you want to go above and beyond. Right. But with school tape and legal issues, I, you can't. I can't do what I want to do sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you really just have to maneuver and just figure it out as you go. Every day is a new day. Yeah. You almost have to work within the boundaries that you're given. Yeah. And I think you get creative. One of my favorite things I ever heard, I know Stephen Furtick is like a famous mega church pastor. So people are always like, man, he's so influential, all this kind of stuff. So there's a thousand different sermon illustrations that we could pull from that would be my favorite thing. But one of my all time favorite things I've ever heard him say was when he was referring to creativity within the church. And he goes, what we need to keep doing and start doing is thinking inside the box. You know, everybody's always like, man, you have to think outside the box. You got to get real creative. You have to do all this stuff. But he says, Hey, I'm proposing that you think inside the box. Look at the people God has given you. Look at the equipment God has given you. Look at the buildings he's given you. Look at the resources you have already in your hand. Is it all name brand? No. Sometimes I'm frustrated when I go down in the garage, Liz, because stuff's not rogue or stuff's not 
this crazy giant brand. So like my full disclosure, everybody, my like flat bench and I just got an adjustable bench from some no name company off Amazon. That was the cheapest I could find, but also I didn't want my wife to kill me. So I bought it because I needed it. But sometimes I'll get frustrated because I'm going, ah, it's not name brand. It's not as hefty as the other ones. It's a little shaky when I'm getting on it and doing stuff. But at the end of the day, if we can get to where, and kind of zooming out to all of our life now, if we can get to the place where we work inside the box and use what we have, we can still get the gains in the off-brand garage gym. We can still make a massive impact. Did you just hear my finger crack just now? Wow. Yes. That was intense. We can still make a massive impact on those students' lives, even with the red tape we have to navigate through and all that stuff. So I think you're right. I think it really comes down to just going, okay, what am I prepared to be okay with? And what am, maybe what hills am I going to die on? And what am I going to continue to pursue? I would say. So that's good stuff. I love that. Yeah. I, for me, in terms of season changes, I, I think, man, I've done everything. I started off in ministry um, at a super young age running slides in kids' ministry. I remember the old crappy HP laptop or yeah, laptop that we had. And it was on like this podium thing in the middle of this room. And it was just so cool that I was in the center of the room, like clicking on the slides to change the stuff. It was really cool. Was it ProPresenter back then or was it PowerPoint? No. What did you use? It was probably PowerPoint for sure. Gross. Yeah, no, it was it was insane. Um, with Faith Island. Ooh, dating. Faith Island? Yeah, it was Faith Island. Was that the kid's name? Yeah, that was our kid's ministry. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, super wild. So I did that for a while. I mean, I got into puppet ministry, um, which was not as weird as it sounds. Everybody, don't give me crap. That was like the junk back in the day. Bro, I loved it. I was as a, I was a kid buying books on how to get better at puppet ministry. I'm sure it's still in the attic somewhere. I need to find it and, and look at it again because that was so cool. Bring puppet ministry back. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it has a place. It, it could be cool, depending on your context. So I did that. And then eventually, middle school, I got into playing guitar. That put me on the worship team. And that got into leading worship. And so I have served as a, a worship leader um, at the church that we're at now, at a campus level. Man, I was there for six years, right? Or was I in my associate pastor role as well at that time, within that time? So in... 2008, you started as the youth worship leader uh-huh. at one campus. Yeah, you're right. Yes. And so I think 20... coming August will be 10 years with you at Faith. Okay. And so you, I think probably, yeah, six, seven years. But you still lead worship from time to time now. Yeah. So I wouldn't say you stopped leading worship. It's just not your everyday job description. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but in any effect, I was at at that campus for when we launched Goose Creek, I did worship leadership, which was really cool. And I was, man, we were in those people's lives. Those team members had no choice but to love me because I was always there. I feel like when I think about just my season as a minister's wife, I really enjoyed This was the one? Yeah. Mm. I enjoyed it because I took a lot of value of being able to be a minister's wife with having, when I say absolutely no musical talent whatsoever, I am tone deaf. I have fat fingers, so I can't play any instruments. I have no Mm. rhythm, so I can't even do the cajon. 
and I can't even do a shaker. But like, you know I, what a cajon is, so that's cool. I do know cool. what a cajon is. So, <laughs> and so oftentimes, and so I'm, I'm brash. Yes. And so I love, Taylor says, I love the shock value. You do make shock value statements. So when people just assumed I was musical because I was married to a worship minister, <sighs> I took great pride in being like, absolutely not. Like, look at it? me. I'm, I'm just bullheaded, guys. I'm very bullheaded. And so I just took a lot of pride in that because I, I was like, I can have an identity out as a minister's wife without doing the ministry. And did you feel like you, you were thriving? I felt like I was thriving because okay. with the Thursday night practice, I went to practice with you. Yeah. And so I felt like because in that worship season, because you guys did the early morning with Sunday, it was almost you were with the same team more consistently. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it felt like more of a family. And so with that, I was able to, we did like themed dinners and I was able to host um, a smaller group of people. Gosh. And it was just, it was a fun time. Do you and remember that one Thursday night where I don't even think we practiced. We planned to do songs we really, really well know, knew really well. And then we brought tables out with a big brown tablecloth and you looked up like bravery characters, like for in, in um, kanji in Japanese? Uh, no, this was because we wanted to do a Mulan night. Chinese. Chinese. So, so you it were was, drawing those. It was literally like Mulan before the live action, like Gosh. the brave, the honor, the, the, the symbols of that. Yeah. And so we made stir fry and oh. we bought like the little like Chinese containers with chopsticks. And so that was just one of them. We also did yeah. like a movie night with the greatest show. And so we would just Man. have a host night. And because of the season we were in, a lot of the band was young adults. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have Because we were young adults too. Yes. And so they didn't have their own family. It was a lot of college students. Yep. And so they were more available to hang out. Mm. And yeah. so I think that also made a big difference. Whereas right. transitioning when you became the associate pastor, we still had cookouts and we had dream team members over at our house. But because those um, dream teamers, they were at a different stage of life than They're us. They were a little bit older. They had kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were busier. So it was hard. One was retired. <laughs> a couple were actually retired. Yeah. So we were able to get together every so often. Instead, if you think about it, we got together with the same group of the band members. Oh, all the time. Twice a week. Even minimum. after church. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah. So, But it was Sunday morning, Thursday night, minimum mm. hanging out. Plus other things, whereas Dream Team members is Sunday morning, but right. Sunday is such a whirlwind. Yep. And then once a quarter. And so I feel the the camaraderie, camaraderie like left a little bit. Not really the intentionality. It was just because. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, just availability. Mm-hmm. So, and we got busier too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a thousand things screaming for and fighting for your attention in ministry. So... Went from worship leading to associate pastoring, and that was at the same campus, so it was okay. I'll say the most steep season change that I've experienced has been going from worship slash associate pastoring at a campus level to being and serving as the creative pastor in my current capacity. Just, just to give you guys, if you're, if you're not, um, which maybe you're not from the church that we're at, uh, we're a multi-site church and every campus 
at a local level has their own staff, but then we've also got what's called a central team, which I get to serve on. And I get to resource essentially campuses with videos, uh, graphics, training for a lot of different stuff like that. And so love that stuff. Always did graphic design, always did photography, always did video stuff. Um, and signage and, and tried to innovate that as best I could at a campus level, but now stepping away from a campus level and stepping away from that consistent seeing people face to face the same week, chatting it up with these people over a coffee and a donut in the hallway every week, moving on to central team where I'm traveling to almost a different campus every single week and not having a Sunday specific role. That was really, really hard on me. Um, for a while up until about 2020, when the Lord ripped this out of my heart, I was consumed with being the image of Taylor on the stage versus having any kind of depth at all, any kind of real substantial, um, gravity to who I was, um, to the point we, we joke about it now, but man, it, it was really a thing in my life where every weekend I was buying new outfits, new shirts, uh, different shoes, whatever it was. So that when I wear those things on stage, I would feel successful. I would, I would look, let's make it honest. I would look successful, put together influential, all that kind of stuff. And man, it was, it was a manipulative season for me too. I was obsessed with surrounding myself with people that are successful that would in turn make me look successful, even though I wasn't doing anything and I was frantic and, and anxious every time somebody hit that decline button on planning center. Um, so that was, it was a horrible season and in, in 2020, like I said, the Lord kind of removed that stuff from me, um, which was great. And I really worked through a lot of personal struggles through that whole season. But, but now stepping out of that Sunday morning role to what I do now, it is so Sunday hands off. We went to church this morning, um, Sunday when we're recording this, by the way, and I didn't even, I didn't do anything. I didn't even drink coffee because I have my big water bottle because I have to drink a gallon of water every day for 75 hard. But it was, it's still kind of strange to think that my role now, I'm able and almost expected to just be in the hallway and just talk to people rather than getting up early on a Sunday and doing rehearsals, which were so early, so early. Um, we used to go to the gym before that too, remember? Oh my god! It would come up on my Facebook. That's when we were like just... Lunatics. I don't even know what we were. <laughs> we were lunatics. But yeah, that and that that has that has had to have been difficult for you with me stepping from that kind of relationships that you you explained earlier with the worship leading stuff to now. Has that has that been kind of taxing on you and, and challenging for you? Surprisingly not as much. So before Taylor officially accepted this role, we got asked what would we rather do? Would we rather campus pastor or would we rather go into this creative role? And so I even told Taylor because there was a campus opening um, at the time and not saying we got asked if we wanted to put our names in the hat. And so we were fairly confident if we would have said we wanted that campus, it would have happened. Maybe. And so I actually told Taylor, I was like, well, I would actually get more of a voice if we, if we went campus pastoring. 
Because you like to service host and speak from a mic from a stage. Yeah, and yeah. I and I loved uh, I love working at the altars. I love the consistency, and so just kind of going through um, conversations and whatnot. We decided it's better to be in that central role for you, just because if you think about it, ministry is the only one of the few occupations. I don't want to say the only, and then everyone would be like. You know, name five other ministry, uh, five other jobs. But ministry is really the only job that I can think of where your spouse has a role with your job. Ooh, that's a hot take, Liz. Because I mean, a plumber's not taking his wife to work with him, or yeah. I mean, you come to my classroom during the summer to move heavy things, but you don't come into my classroom to help me teach. Right, right. And so I just kind of looked out. A little bit like further back, I was like, I'm not going to be with you Monday through Thursday. So I really wanted you to be more fulfilled and kind of just thinking through. I didn't want the responsibility of a parent, uh, of a campus pastor's wife. Like the more I thought about it, I'm like, yes, it would be nice to have a voice. But kind of like what you were saying, looking back, do I want the voice because I want to be seen, mm. or do I want to glorify God, or yeah. do I want to... I, I think I just, I didn't want to lose the relationships. And so I think that's why I was kind of was like, well, do we want a campus pastor? Do we want to keep these relationships? But surprisingly, in this season of being in the central role, and because I can talk to a wall, when we go to any of the campus, I see someone I know, Yep. which is really nice. And if I don't know someone... I introduced myself Mm -hmm. and not saying like a lot of people know my face, but I feel like I'm known enough. It's not weird if we are having an altar call and I see there's a line of like females wanting to be prayed for and there's not enough female altar calls. I can still get my fulfillment and I can go and I introduce myself and I, um, not that it matters anyone can pray for someone, but for some reason just being, just introducing myself saying my husband's a uh, pastor on staff, they feel like I have, I guess, a super connection with the Lord. Well, I think there, there should, my opinion, there should be a vetting process before people yeah. are allowed well, to pray. We don't with people. allow anyone to Just pray anyone. for us Correct. at the altar. So yes. I think that's um, that's another reason why I always introduce myself so they yeah. don't think I'm this rando. So I um, let them know my husband's a pastor, and then they allow me to pray with them. I always ask permission. I don't just, you know lay hands on people and that's just amen that's just weird it does not i remember um just growing up and i would go to the altars to pray and then people would put hands on me and then like they would like sway back and forth so i would sway back and forth and i was just trying to like you know get along with me and god sometimes Mm. i wasn't even like praying for anything in particular i was just kind of giving glory to god and people would assume i needed this like super emotional experience and i don't can i tell you that this morning i missed that like i was genuinely i was just i was praying i had hands up or or whatever and i was just closing my eyes and i was praying and i i wanted somebody to come over and to pray with me like it I don't don't be a weirdo. Don't throw me to the ground because I will not enjoy that. But at the same time, like I, it's so funny that you say that because today I remember going, gosh, like I I loved that, but I had an okay experience and did the whole time. So that's okay. it's not a bad experience, but I just firmly believe in asking people permission. 
Yeah. That's all. And there's nothing wrong with that. Especially in today's world. But yeah. now, I mean, we, we invite people to go to the altar. So when people walk to the altar, it's usually they walk to a person to be prayed or they wait in line. So, yeah, some people will just go and kneel, but it's whatever your preference is. Yeah, definitely. Let's shift into a conversation for, for just a hot second on what to do when you are preparing for the next season. So like you always say, like we're really content with where we are mm-hmm. and we're in a great spot. What do we do as we live content in this? It's like a weird, almost like catch 22 where you're so happy with where the Lord has you, but also you're preparing for the next thing that he has for you. But also you, know? you don't want to stay stagnant. Like I was even thinking today because with me being lethargic this past week, everything has been lethargic. So my daily devotions have been little. Oh, I can't even speak. <laughs> so my daily my devo- tongue is lethargic. Yeah, everything is lethargic. <laughs> so I'm just kind of thinking of that. And so even though I'm super content, doesn't mean I should be super content with my where my relationship is in my Bible reading, my devotions. Even with us, if we just got content in our own relationships. Yeah then what doesn't grow dies. Everything. So, like, we still go on date nights. I need to be better disciplined in the Word. So, next podcast, this is my accountability. Ooh, tell us. I need to... I haven't heard this yet, everybody. Well, I'm just saying, like, as I just said, I'm being, like, kind of lazy in my daily devotions with the Lord and praying. So, next podcast, you have to ask me how that's going. Cool. Okay. I will will do that. Mm -hmm. That could be fun. Maybe next Friday we can talk about... um, something i don't know something that we have read maybe in our soaps or our our journals or whatever that's good stuff yeah again i I think i mentioned it in the first episode that we did where i am and i think i i kind of listened back to it and i made myself out to be uh somewhat of a um i don't know a lunatic um or full of myself or something i i don't think that i'm in any way better than anybody else uh, but I am insanely passionate about bettering myself in every sphere of my life. And I'll say that for the risk of sounding full of himself. Um, but from everything from fitness to spiritually to, again, not dieting so much. That's going to have to happen sooner or later, but but not right now. Hey, big win for Taylor, though. We went to Earth Fair today and I got... The I think they're called the giggles, which is really weird. You pretty much got like healthy sour skittles. Healthy sour skittles exist, and I am here to tell you, everybody, they taste better than sour skittles. I'm just saying, natural sugar, artificial sugar, sugar is sugar. Two grams of added sugar, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm just saying, sugar is sugar. Even too much fruit with the sugar it can be bad. But it's organic cane sugar. Okay, it's a it's a step. In okay. a healthy direction, but also it's a step backwards in the budget because that was expensive. Yeah, no, that's true. It was like $5 for that little bag. Yeah. That was dumb. I got chocolate-covered banana chips. So. I wish I liked bananas. I would have killed those. I mean, healthy in moderation, but still not the healthiest. Yeah. So to, to bring it back in as we kind of wrap up this, I think, yes, I think you have to live content with the season that you're in, no matter what it is, I think you've got to find some semblance of I'm happy with where the Lord has positioned me 
and I'm not going to waste this season. I'm going to fully uh, embrace it and live it out to the best of my abilities. But at the same time, I think even in the season that I'm in, maybe you as well, the season that we're in as being crazy content with everything that we're experiencing, got good jobs, got everything like that. I think you still have to find yourself improving on everything that you can. So you're growing spiritually, you are uh, financially stretching yourself um, in terms of savings goals and, and all that kind of fun stuff. You are trying to make yourself better because you are preparing for new levels. And with new levels come new devils, right, Liz? Stop. Yeah, you hated that. I knew you were going to hate that. But what I, what I mean is, is that your next season is going to challenge you to be a bigger version of yourself. And so you have got to make sure that when that time comes, that you're able to step into that size shoes. So you have got to be growing yourself and your capacity so that when the Lord goes, hey, this door is open for you. It's time to go through it. You're able to grab the handle. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's even then whenever like I was going through that season of I was reading the Bible in 30 days the whole Bible um, the 30 days that was amazing yeah. and so I was feeling super like spiritual like I felt like As I you should. had the whole armor of God on me and it was during that time I ran into someone from my past that I needed to have the whole armor on and but I was prepared come on so you never know when something is going to sneak up or whenever a storm's going to come and yep. you need to have the armor of God on you right. like if I can honestly say if that same scenario would have happened today or anytime this week I would probably be a blubbering mess water. yeah yeah no because I'm I'm ar- like you said I'm already tired treading water yeah because I haven't been filling myself spiritually and so I'm already running on like empty, even though we went to church, like right. my personal yep. spiritual life right now is just not where it needs it to be. So it's always about bettering yourself. Yeah. You never know when those interactions are going to happen. You never know when that next season is going to take place. Yeah. So that was a great conversation, Liz. Thanks for thanks having again. me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on uh, the Clyde's podcast um hey Our thank you guys diary the secret <laughs> journals of the clyde the chronicles of the clyde chronicles chronicles of what chronicles of what is that show the book called chronicles of narnia isn't that what it is is that what you think chronicles of? of narnia maybe i am thinking of that i don't know Anywho, hey, thanks so much uh, for listening, everybody. We're rambling on, so it is definitely time for us to sign off. Don't forget to rate this podcast, which is now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yay! So as you're listening to this, be sure to rate it so that it can put it in front of even more people so even more people can join us on this journey of learning. Can they review, too? Can they, like, drop a review? Yeah, I think you can. I'm pretty sure if you go over to... Well, don't look it up now. They can look it up. We can figure it out later. It's true. It's true. But if you can review it, review it. If you can rate it, which you can, definitely be sure to rate that. But until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye.